Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So many of you who listen to the show often wonder about what are some specific strategies. And I talk about mindfulness a lot, and I talk about different tools. But what are some specific strategies? And and so I am really excited for this episode because I have a special guest who is a board certified physician and she specializes in mindfulness. And so this episode is titled Mindfulness Strategies to Calm Stress and Anxiety with Dr. Cindy Sai coming up. Welcome back to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray, and I am a licensed therapist, and I am the host of this show, and I am so happy that you're here and that you're choosing to listen to the show today, and uh, you're going to want to pay attention and maybe even write some notes down. So let me introduce the, my guest for today. Her name is Dr. Cindy Sai. She is a board-certified physician, a best-selling author, a mindfulness teacher, speaker, and life coach who is committed to helping high achievers live the best life with ease. She earned a BA and an MS degrees from John Hopkins University and an MD degree from Gazelle School of Medicine in Dartmouth. As a physician and patient, Dr. Sai saw and experienced the impact of chronic stress on the body and was compelled to do more than prescribe medications as a Band-Aid. Ooh, I love that. Through her own healing journey, she explored and trained in a wide range of solution-oriented therapeutic modalities and now emphasizes taking an integrative approach to wellness. As an author in the best-selling book, So Much Better, Life-Changing Strategies to Develop Calm, Confidence, and Curiosity to Become an Inspiring Success Story, she introduces a radical path to well-being through creating the Inspiring Success Story Method. This method offers clients a diverse range of mind-body-spirit techniques to expand the possibilities of achieving their dreams. Dr. Sai is an award-winning physician who has been nationally recognized, featured, and published in a range of media, including Mind Body Green, U.S. News, Doximity, if I can say that right, Kevin MD, Medium, and more. She is grateful to share her expertise and passion to guide as many as possible in the journey of self-discovery, to recognize the importance of self-care as a wellness practice to lead and enjoy a life of ease. Dr. Sai, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm excited to be here. Well, I am excited about you being here because I do talk a lot and have talked over the years about strategies and and lots of people who listen to this struggle with anxiety and most people struggle with stress. And so I'm really excited about learning about some of the tools and techniques and strategies that you have developed and uh, that you talk about, I'm sure in your book as well. But before we get to that, 
I would love to know your story. How did you become a board certified physician? And then from there, how did you be involved and get involved with the mindful wellness strategies that you have developed? Sure. I'm happy to talk about that, my my story and journey. So thank you for asking. So I was always very health conscious ever since I was young. And I was passionate about, I was fascinated by the human body and I wanted to be healthy. Um, my dad was a surgeon. So medicine was, was all around me when I was growing up. And I wanted to help people be healthy and well. So I thought being a doctor was a great way to do that, right? <laughs> to, to help people. And so I worked really hard going to all the top schools, did all the training. And along the way, of course, as you're familiar, medical training, training in any type of professional field, it's, it's a long journey and <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a lot of stress and all of that. And so along the way, I definitely experienced a lot of stress and uh, some burnout. I had some health conditions, some issues that really forced me to slow down. And I say that just imagine waking up one day and not being able to see. And that's what happened to me to really go from healthy to sick overnight. It was just a total wake up call. And I, you know, when I got sick, I was forced to slow down to listen to my body and realizing that our body has its own intelligence, right? And we need to pay attention to these messages. And so I was diagnosed with a rare autoimmune condition that impacted my eyes that could have led to full blindness. And I started treatment right away with all the serious medications, steroids, immunosuppressants, and grateful that I did and, and, you know, was able to get care and my vision recovered, but I knew that the underlying problem was still there. Like I knew that it was, there was inflammation in the body and I didn't want to just put a bandaid on with, you know, a temporary quick fix. And so I learned to give myself permission to become my own best health advocate and to really explore all the possibilities to get better and um, came across the field of integrative medicine, which is a field of medicine that incorporates many healing modalities from like Western, Eastern, traditional, complementary, all the things, and just really learning and, and just knowing that we are all on our own journeys. And I think in my own healing journey, because I was always very curious and exploring all the different modalities, it really inspired me to focus more on prevention, on wellness, on these enhancing the mind-body connection and really helping people better manage stress and stay healthy, stay well, so that they don't have to be getting to the point of like a health crisis to finally start taking care of themselves. Well, what I really like about that is you're talking about your own life and yourself Mm -hmm. and how stress really affected you, even as a doctor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, oh, well, I I probably should say, especially that you're a doctor Mm -hmm. because that stress can really interfere with 
especially a doctor's life because of the, the, the lifestyle that you chose to help others. And so that can really have an impact on your life. And so I appreciate you sharing that. Mm -hmm. And also a big reason why you're so committed to mindfulness strategies, Mm -hmm. because you're, you're talking about things that you have applied to your life. Definitely. I think along the way, I've always been very interested in learning the latest science, the research, but also the newest developments, whether it be technology, you know, the wearable devices, whatever, because it's a lot more practical and relevant to our everyday, right? (laughs) I, I think a lot of times with the research and data Yes, it's helpful, but it's also how do you bring that into your everyday, right? Because we all lead busy lives and it was important for me to learn techniques and strategies to help myself stay grounded and to be able to share these tools with clients, with patients and students so that they can really integrate it into their busy lives, right? Because it's one thing to be able to stay calm when you're on vacation, right? Like I think that's <laughs> I think that's a lot easier versus when you're in the midst of, right? It's like back to, you know, whether your kids are going back to school and then you have three deadlines and like, you know, all this other stuff going on. So I think it's I always make sure to try different things out myself and see what works. And and I think it's also just so helpful to know that there are so many options available, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, Most people have what I call complex stress. And uh, it's stress upon stress upon stress. And it it could be stress from work and maybe multiple different deadlines, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. It could be family stress. And maybe there's a, a child that is struggling emotionally or physically mm-hmm. uh, or a spouse and mm-hmm. that creates added stress. And then, and then what happens is more stress comes as uh, the car breaks down, right. uh, a, a, a loved one dies. Yeah. And these are things that are beyond our control. Mm-hmm. So our body's natural reaction to stress is to rev up and mm-hmm. to protect itself. And a lot of times it's, you know, I'm speaking, to the choir here, you know all about this, but those who are listening, the stress when it causes prolonged stress can cause the cortisol to, to uh, flow in your body. Mm-hmm. And that's a stress hormone that we should have, mm-hmm. but sometimes the stress, it over, overdoes it and it can affect our body. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up, John, because I, I think sometimes we have this idea that we don't want to be under any stress. And I think the uh, a helpful perspective is to see that stress is important and helpful, right? Because mm. our bodies are meant to adapt and to respond and to really help us get through things. But I think the concern is when this stress becomes chronic, right? Yes. Because yes. then you're constantly activating your fight or flight stress response, the sympathetic nervous system, which leads to mental and physical experiences of stress. When people may see things like poor sleep, 
irritability, hormone imbalances, pain, like all of these things that are pretty undesirable, right? And so we want to look more upstream to see what is going on and see how we can switch that off so people don't get affected by the negative experiences. Yeah, absolutely. So we all function and should have a certain level of stress, just like you said. Mm -hmm. And that's what uh, that keeps us motivated. Mm -hmm. But when that is overstressed and it can lead into anxiety and a lot of other physical uh, problems, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, insomnia being one Mm -hmm. that that comes to my mind. I, I speak to a lot of clients who really, they don't get much sleep. And it's not because they don't want to sleep. It's mm-hmm. because they can't fall asleep or they wake up. And it, it because of their stress and their anxiety, it's just in overdrive. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about this. What are some strategies that you recommend? Maybe you've tried them yourself or that you've talked to your patients. What are some practical mindfulness strategies to help calm stress and anxiety? Sure. So I want to first start with a simple definition of mindfulness, of how I see mindfulness. And so I I talk about mindfulness as this process of paying attention to the present moment without judgment. I like that. And it sounds simple, but if you really break it down, there are several important components. So, you know, paying attention, like really actively directing your focus to the present moment, like whatever is happening right now. And that means you're right now in this moment and like at this time, not worrying about the future or replaying your past, right? A lot of times people may think they're, they have this active mind going indefinitely. I see it a lot with people who are dealing with sleep issues where they're like, Oh, I can't turn off my mind. And I have so much going on. You know, I'm, I'm making my list for tomorrow and all these things. Mm -hmm. And it's just a reminder that, okay, you know, you think you're, you're focused, but your mind is actually not really in the present anymore, right? You're like already planning days, weeks in advance or, replaying moments in the past that, you know, maybe you're thinking about what you should or shouldn't have said and whatnot. And so that is an important component. And then the last part about without judgment, I think is so much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I think we have, it's just an innate tendency to want to really put our own filter and lens on things. And so when I say without judgment, it means to really learn how to become that, that neutral observer to really observe and to experience without determining if it's or labeling it as good or bad. Hmm. And so I, I like to just bring that definition up just so people are, are aware of how I see mindfulness and how, and that mindfulness is not just about paying attention, right? It's about like how we pay attention. And I think the first thing is, you know, especially around stress and anxiety. A lot of times I find that people haven't really taken the time to even notice, like, what does stress feel like in my body? right? Like where does anxiety live in my body? And I think when it's because we're so 
trained and conditioned to constantly be on the go. And the world we're in right now, it's a, it's a very busy and noisy world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think we have a tendency to go on autopilot because especially when things are going fine, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, this is the time I wake up time, the, how I go to work and, you know, pick up the kids, like whatever it is. And so a lot of times I find that we haven't given ourselves permission and the, just the time and space to even think about what is stress, right? Until maybe we are past a certain point. And that's why I see a lot of patients come in with health crises sometimes. I think that's oftentimes, unfortunately, what it takes for some people to really slow down and pay attention, right? To be like, oh, okay, well, this is not working, right? I can't keep working till 10, 11 p.m. every night and like only sleep for five hours and drink three cups of coffee to stay awake. And, you know, it's not sustainable. So I think the first part is really understanding mindfulness that it's a process and it also starts with awareness, right? Of just paying attention to what's going on and what's to so that you actually, it's a very active process because when you actually can see what's going on, and not get triggered or frustrated, you can be in a very rational place and consciously decide what you want to do about it, as opposed to just reacting to, you know, the circumstance or whatever is coming up. That makes sense. Yeah. And and I like how you phrase that instead of reactive and waiting for your body to tell you something's wrong. Mm -hmm. mindfulness is a lot of being proactive and preventative Mm -hmm. uh, and, and listening to your body. And, and really what I mean by that is, are you having heart palpitations? Mm -hmm. Is your eye twitch? I know when I get stress, uh, my eye twitches. And, and it's irritating because it twitches on its own and won't go away. <laughs> yeah. So, so, it, so we want to be mindful of our body. Maybe it's your stomach uh, issues. Right. Yeah, tense, exactly. Headaches and, and shoulders. So yeah, listening to your body is so important. Yeah. It's really noticing when you're not being mindful, right? Like when is your heart racing? Are you sweating? Right. And, and I think it's reminding people that our minds and bodies are connected as one. Okay. It's not like we have a mind on one side and the body's like totally Mm -hmm. disconnected. And and I think that that's why when you have stressful thoughts in your mind, it actually comes through in physical and emotional experiences in the body. And so I think it's a good reminder to really take a moment to just sit with it and experience it. And I think a lot of times it's hard because we don't really talk about this, right? We don't learn about this in school. (laughs) Right. Um, I think when, when something comes up, when we're frustrated, I, I feel like we don't necessarily have a lot of tools and techniques to deal with it and to process it. And then it can just stay stuck inside of us. We kind of try to distract, avoid, or just disregard, dismiss it. 
But I think you and I both know that when you don't look at the root cause and the problem, it's it's still there, right? <laughs> it's going to yeah. keep growing. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. It's yeah. The fact that it it'll just get be worse and worse. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So what would be what would be a, a few practical strategies mm-hmm. for mindfulness? Mm-hmm. So one of the easiest ways to practice mindfulness is through breathing, and I like to talk about breathing because so often we take it for granted where we are constantly breathing, but we don't even really pay attention to our breath. And so even just doing, I can share a couple simple breathing techniques that I like. Yes, please do. (laughs) So a simple one is called the cleansing breath, where you literally just take an inhale through your nose. And then you exhale through an open mouth sigh. (sighs) And then just with do a couple more at your own pace. With every inhale, feel your chest expand, nourishing your body with oxygen. And then with every exhale, just release, letting go of any stress or tension you're holding on to. And so this is one of my favorite breathing techniques and it's so simple and quick and easy. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'll say I just did it myself. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times people have these, this idea that it has to be really complicated for it to work. Right. And I always like to say that Yes, of course, there are many very elaborate techniques and fancy things and whatever. But at the end of the day, the most, what's most important is that it works for you. And I think that that's why I, I like to start with very simple things so that people can get and feel the immediate benefits, right? And then they can really practice it and make it their own. So there's the cleansing breath. And then I also like to share a um, breathing technique. I mean, there's so many different types of breathing techniques that people are welcome to look into, like box breathing, four, seven, eight, four, six breathing. And we can just do, we can do one of the, the four, six breathing technique, which is where you inhale for a count of four. And then you exhale through your mouth for a count of six. So we can practice that for a little bit. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) All right. So just taking a nice inhale through your nose. So inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, two, three, four, Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. You can do a few more at your own pace. And the reason this technique and and some of the other breathing techniques where they have you focus on counting is helpful, especially because when we breathe, when we're expanding our chest, there, so I mentioned earlier that there's the sympathetic nervous system right in our body that regulates the stress response. And so there's also 
its counterpart, which is the parasympathetic nervous system. And that actually helps with our relaxation response. So it's kind of like, think of it as pressing on the brake versus brakes versus the sympathetic system is like pressing on the gas for like all the organs to rub up versus, you know, so it's kind of like they work in um, encounter to each other. And so one of the most important regulators of this parasympathetic relaxation response is a nerve called the vagus nerve. And it runs from the, our brain into our chest cavity. And so I like to share that when we're breathing and when we're taking a deep breath and expanding our lungs, our chest cavity, it actually can help stimulate the vagus nerve endings as it runs through the chest cavity. And so that helps, that's how it can help with activating this parasympathetic relaxation response. And that's why we usually feel a lot calmer when we do take those larger, you know, slower, deep breaths, those longer exhales and things like that. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us because no matter who you are, we all smell like human. Please follow the link in the show notes. Yeah, thank you for kind of explaining kind of the science, the neuroscience behind the breathing. I, I think that's important because we're not just talking about taking a break and taking a deep breath. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, it, this is intentional and, uh, and it's for a purpose. And so we want to activate the good parts <laughs> of our yes, brain. Yes. And, and uh, as we do that, our body, our body can help us. It really does. And and I think one thing I, I hope just that people are able to hear and, and receive from this is this idea that even if you've been this very stressed person, right? Like for your whole life, right? I hear this all the time. People are like, well, this is how I've always been. Like, you know, I'm, I'm type A, like whatever, whatever. I'm always on the go. I just can't relax. <laughs> and then I say, okay, I think it's good that, you know, there's awareness of how, how you've been, right? Like your patterns and your tendencies. But the beauty of this is that this is a habit and a skill that you can develop mm. in terms of learning to relax, learning to retrain your brain and your nervous system and to really help you stay calm and grounded. And it's just a matter of doing these simple practices, like doing, taking some intentional, like cleansing breaths or, you know, all these different techniques throughout your day so that you can interrupt that autopilot, right? That we have this habit of being in, right? If you just take a moment, set an alarm, and then when the alarm goes off, just take a few breaths to just break break your pattern and, and retrain your brain and body so that you can 
feel more calm and be more at ease. Oh, I love that. Great, great tips. Thank you for sharing those. I want to, I want to ask you now about this, uh, inspiring success story method. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to learn more about that and, and also about the book mm-hmm. that you wrote. Sure. So the book is called so much better and it is a self-help book that's based in mindfulness. So I definitely share a lot more techniques and tools, exercises in the book. And I wrote the book because after coaching many clients and seeing just their all different types of journeys and, and stories, but I realized that I was sharing very similar things, right? And I was like, well, this probably would be helpful to put it together (laughs) and to organize it in a way that's um, very accessible to people. So that really was the reason behind me wanting to write a book and to share. So what it is, is I found that it's really important for people to master three pillars. The three pillars are calm, confidence, and curiosity. And basically calm is, so the inspiring success story method is about having mastery in all three pillars. And so breaking each pillar down, the calm pillar focuses on regulating your nervous system so that you can be grounded and secure. And we know that our brains are wired for survival. We're constantly scanning for threats and realizing that the threats we have today, modern day threats, very different, right? From, from before, like we're the risk of being eaten by a tiger (laughs) is very low, thankfully. Uh, But then our threats are, are things like maybe requesting a raise or going on a first date or, you know, like giving feedback, like all these things, right. Or saying no to a family member, right. Like it's, you know, all these things that could really trigger that fear and stress response. And so that's really important to develop that, that sense of calm. And so a lot of, you know, like breathing techniques, you know, the mind body work is really helpful for that. And then the second pillar is confidence which is about developing a strong sense of self-belief. And this is where you unlearn old programming and rewire the brain. And we've seen by the research in neuroplasticity that the brain's nerve cells can make new pathways, which is really exciting, Mm -hmm. right? Because then we can strengthen thoughts, beliefs, habits that we like, and also let go of the things the old thought patterns and beliefs that aren't working for us. And so think about it like as when you want to build tone arms, right? You got to do more than like two bicep curls. You got to kind of be consistent. And, And so it's just about really unlearning, right? The old programming and rewiring the brain, building that sense of confidence And then the third pillar, curiosity, is about finding creativity and fun and really connecting to your true self and wisdom that you have inside of you. And I I find that a lot of times people don't realize or see that we all have our own gifts to share. And I think with 
growing up with society, with conditioning and all these things, a lot of times we end up a bit disconnected from that part of us. And so it's, we oftentimes may be doing things or working at a job we don't like, and we're not feeling fulfilled and, you know, not happy. And so I think it's really important to bring in that curiosity piece to help you reconnect and really stay grounded to who you are. And so, you know, I think that each of the components are, are important and helpful by themselves, but it really takes all three for you to really become this inspiring success story, right? Because then you know how, you know where you want to go, right? You can handle high pressure situations. You believe in yourself. You're having fun and you're connected to who you are. And, and I think that's when everything really becomes a lot easier. It's, it's this idea that we can do it with ease. Like it doesn't have to be a lot of work and stress, right? <laughs> Which, you know, it's, it's just about kind of unlearning those old beliefs that we've held on to. I love it. So the book title again is called So Much Better mm-hmm. by Dr. Cindy Sai. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Cindy, I, I know we were talking earlier. You told me that you're getting ready to do a TED Talk. Yes. Could you could just spend a few seconds on that? I will, I'm just really curious about that. Yes. I'm really excited to have the honor to be speaking on a TED stage. And the idea that I'm sharing is that the quick fix is not a fix in terms of our health and wellness, especially. And I really want to introduce people to the field of integrative medicine and to know that there are so many options out there available and that it really, it's important to give yourself permission to really learn how to advocate for yourself, right? And to know that it's not one size fits all. It's not, right? Like every every person, every body is different. So the things you need are different, right? And I think it's it's about blending the best of all worlds, right? Figuring out what works for you, having a team of professionals who are really there to listen, who want to focus on treating the root cause and not just putting a Band-Aid on a symptom because Band-Aids are quick fixes. And I mean, it's not that I'm against Band-Aids or medications, especially in acute urgent situations, Band-Aids are necessary. Like I used one when I first got sick. Um, and of course, please don't stop taking your medications or flush your pills down the toilet without <laughs> consulting your health professional. But I think it's helpful to just consider, right? It's an invitation to explore, like, what if there are permanent solutions so that you don't have to keep reaching for the quick fixes and really learning that, you know, it's so important to become your own advocate. Don't don't quit until you find what works for you. I love that. Very cool. Congratulations on uh, being able to speak at a TED Talk. That's great. Thank Very you exciting. so much. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I want to remind people the the book that uh, you just talked about and wrote, uh, so much better, that we'll put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So if you're curious, I would definitely encourage you to add that to your library. 
But before we end, Dr. Cindy, <laughs> uh, something I always talk and uh, talk about, and I mm-hmm. ask my guests about self-care. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious about what you do for self-care. Yeah, well... It's interesting because I definitely feel like my self-care practices have evolved over time. And so I see self-care as taking care of and nourishing all parts of your mind, your body, and spirit so that you can live with ease and really feel and be your best. And so I think for me, it's, of course, a lot of things people may think about, regular exercise, sleeping well, eating good food. Also for me, a lot of alone time and really Mm. being intentional about that and being in meditation, practicing gratitude, all of these things so that, you know, and and just learning to listen to me, to my body, to my, to me of like, what feels good to me. And I think it's really, it's nice to hear about other people, like what they do and and all these things for ideas and inspiration. But I really hope people take away that to give yourself permission to do what feels good to you, you Mm -hmm. know, like there's no one way to do it. And knowing that depending on where you are in life, right, different things will work for you, different things may sound, feel better. Like I know people who maybe they've always loved doing CrossFit and then they're like, okay, you know what? This is not working for me. And it's okay. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really important to be able to listen to your body and to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start doing yoga and like do whatever. And that's great. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. just about, taking care of yourself and knowing that it's a process. And I think the other important thing to think about is that self-care doesn't have to be this very extensive, elaborate process, you know, like a, like a silent retreat on a mountain top <laughs> for 10 days, right? Like, exactly. like, it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be extreme. It's like, it's the simple things we talked about. It's like taking a few breaths, like throughout your day, it's going outside for a walk and like actually looking at, you know, like looking at what you see, like observing, like another mindfulness exercise I like is called um, the five senses exercise where you literally just like count down. It's like, okay, you're somewhere. And then you just say like the five things you see, okay? Like whatever comes up to you, four things you feel, three things you hear, two things you smell, and one thing you taste. And it's just, you know, it's again, it's like takes like a minute, but even just doing that practice will help you reset and stay grounded and connected and being present and mindful. So I think it's just really learning that make it your own. Every little bit counts. And, you know, it's, I find that it's much easier to keep refueling throughout your day as opposed to waiting until you're totally depleted and your gas tank is empty because then, you know, your car won't even move. So we want to try to 
avoid that because that's definitely the surest way to burn out. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, yeah. very good. Thank you. I just want to thank you for so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come on and, and talk to my audience about specific mindfulness strategies. And, mm -hmm. and really you know, a big takeaway for me is we just need to be more mindful of our body, mm -hmm. even during self-care mm -hmm. uh, that's being mindful of our bodies. So really, really good. So if someone wanted to reach out to you, what would be the best way if they were wanting to know, or maybe ask questions or look at some of your other things that you're up to? Yes, definitely. So my website is a great starting point. It's cindysimd.com. And I post a lot of content, blogs there. And I'm also quite active on social media on the various platforms at cindysimd, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have some videos on YouTube and things like that. So it's been a lot of fun, really. I think for me, just very grateful to have all these experiences and resources and that I'm able to share it with others so that they can be well and, and really see the benefits. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's so nice to see that it creates a ripple effect outward, right? Where, you know, when you take care of yourself, when you learn this breathing technique, and then when your colleague sees you, they're like, oh, something's different about you. And then you mm -hmm. share this and then, you know, kind of like it just keeps spreading like wildfire in a good way, right? Right. And to help people really be, be and feel the best that they can be so that they can really enjoy their lives with ease. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And just a reminder, we'll have all of your uh, website and your social media Thank you uh, sites so much. On, uh, on our show notes as well. You're welcome. Very welcome. Well, that is all for today. And I wanted to thank all of you for listening and tuning in. And if this has been helpful, let us know. You can reach out to uh, Dr. Sai. You can reach out to me. You could go to our website, mentalhealthtodayshow.com. Or you can reach out on social media, just like Dr. Sai. I'm, I'm everywhere on social media. Let us know. If this has been helpful, and uh, and I'll pass it on to Dr. Sai as well. We like to know if what we're doing is helpful and impactful, and it means so much to us, speaking for myself, when we hear from you all, whether it's a, a podcast episode or, or some other piece of content that we produce that has been helpful for you. We love to hear that. So reach out to us, and uh, we, we want you to, to benefit. And we want to know how we benefit. Well, I want to, again, thank you. And we're just going to close out the show. And just as a reminder to all of you uh, to keep working on your mental health. Be mindful of your stress and your anxiety. Keep working. Don't give up. And remember that the Mental Health Today show has been championing your mental health since 2015. Take care. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.